thank you for joining us at the table. Today we're going to look at sweets and desserts from the Indian subcontinent. Primarily we'll look at sweets and desserts that you might not know about. Some of these won't be available from sweet centres, restaurants or takeaways. I thought of this topic because of something I experienced at work and it made me think of sweets and desserts that are not that well known outside of the Indian subcontinent. Welcome to all. Before we delve into the different types of sweets and desserts available, I'll give you some background on why I picked this topic. So in my culture, we have a tradition of sharing out the extra food we have left over after a party or gathering with family, friends and neighbours. But on this one occasion, we had loads left over, even after sharing it out to family, friends and neighbours. Thinking me so. Too far away, bro. So I decided to take some for my colleagues at work. I was able to give them a full three course meal for two and I had six portions. They got samosa starters. Chicken curry with naan bread or chapati, I can't remember which, and mite chawal or sweet rice. Mmm, that sounds nice. Yeah, sweet rice is one of my favourites too. So, you have your well-known dishes such as samosa, curry and naan bread or chapati, but I also assumed they either knew or had even tried mite chawal or sweet rice before. The next day, I asked them how the food was and they really enjoyed it, but they said they had the chicken curry with the sweet rice. I was in shock. And in complete disbelief. I don't know why I was in disbelief. They hadn't eaten mite chawal or sweet rice before, but for me, sweet and spicy dishes don't really go together. So I told them that the mite chawal was the dessert. Well, that's what I believed anyway. And they said it was awesome with the curry. Every single one of them had done this. Now I was intrigued and I asked my father if this is a thing. And my father said yes. My dad then told me that they would have a chapati or roti with rice pudding or even mango as well. I didn't know this and I've never ever tried it. So not only was I learning more about my cultural history, my colleagues at work were trying homemade Indian cuisine and teaching me a thing or two. And no, I still haven't tried curry with sweet rice. Dims, so have you guys ever tried curry with sweet rice or even tried one of those other combinations like rice pudding and chapai or even chapai and mango? No, and I don't think I would to be honest. As you guys know, I have a sweet tooth and I love my desserts. So I wouldn't like to ruin my desserts by mixing and matching with random foods. I think if I got experimental, I would rather do it with one dessert for another. For example, I'd much rather try rice pudding with sweet rice rather than curry with sweet rice. That just sounds yucky to me. Your thoughts, Sol? Not together, but separate. I've tried sweet rice on its own, rice pudding on its own, the only thing I've tried together from the comments is roti and curry, but I've tried mango pulp with white rice. It's a favourite for the kids. The only thing that comes to mind is a thing we call sugar babi. It's a chapati with butter added and sugar being coated. Then we roll it up and then it's ready for consumption, but it has to be eaten fresh from the flat pan, otherwise it wouldn't taste nice. Babi sounds nice. Well, we are here to talk about some dishes, so let's look into meat chavo. Mitichawal is a sweet rice dish made from long-grained basmati rice soaked in water and cooked with butter or ghee. You also add sugar, food colouring and an optional assortment of toppings or condiments. Regarding the toppings or condiments, I personally like soaked skinless split-in-half almonds, raisins and coconut slices. 
How do you guys like your sweet rice? Well, believe it or not, I like it plain. I mean, I like almonds and coconut, and I don't mind them being in my sweet rice, just as long as it's just a little dash and they don't overdo it. In terms of raisins, can't stand the stuff. I always have to pick them out. So any of you anti-teachers out there listening, please stop putting raisins in my sweet rice. Lol. Well, we call sweet rice jordo. It's made in a similar way. We use turmeric to get its yellow tinge color. We have pineapple pieces in our bag. Seems to be the same. I like playing with pineapple pieces. Jordo. I've not been to any restaurant that has mite chawala jordo on their menu. Or maybe I'm going to the wrong place or just out of luck. By the way, if the listeners have seen mite chawala jordo on a restaurant or takeaway menu, please let us know on Twitter. Dims and Sol, have you ever seen mite chawala jordo on a restaurant or takeaway menu? No, I can't say that I have. The only time I've eaten sweet rice outside is at weddings. Other than that, no, not really came across it. Maybe there's a gap in the market. What are you saying, Sol? I tend to see them at weddings a lot. I did a quick search online. It seems to be that Sunam and other restaurants do have it on their menu. My wife stated she had had it at a restaurant and in a buffet, but unfortunately, she can't remember which one. I'll have to look more carefully next time or maybe I'll ask the waiter. So I tried to look online to find the origins or background of Mite Jawal, but it was very hard to find. There are references to yellow rice, but it spans multiple continents, but nothing about the origins of Mite Jawal from the Indian subcontinent. When I searched for Mite Jawal on Google, and that's spelt Mite, M-E-E-T-H-E, and Jawal, C-H-A-W-A-L, I get references to Zarda, the dish zarda is very similar, if not identical, to sweet rice, and it references a Pakistani version, which is also very similar to mite chawal. I even came across a site which describes the sweet rice, but once they add yellow food colouring, the name became zarda. So the addition of colouring might also be optional, just like the toppings. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? What do you call sweet rice, and have you ever heard of zarda? No, not really. We just call it sweet rice to rice that is sweet regardless of the food colouring which is mainly yellow but I have had the multicoloured one it's green, blue, red etc and we call it Zodha in Urdu or Punjabi lingo what's your take on it Sol? Like stated before we call it Jordo and I've only seen it in one colour and that colour is yellow So Wiki describes Zarda as a word from the Persian word Zard meaning yellow which makes sense but it also says it's typically served after a meal, so as a dessert. Pretty much similar to Mite Jawal. I did mention a Pakistani version a moment ago, which isn't that different really. It just said that different food colouring is used. I can confirm that that is the case, and it is more an assortment of colours rather than just one. So you would use multiple food colourings, such as yellow, red or green, as Dims has mentioned, and it is very difficult to get the proportion of colouring right. I've not had much of the multicoloured version, probably because it is difficult to get the colouring right. Too much of one colour or the other must make the visual appearance unappealing. Regarding the taste, for me it tastes the same as yellow rice, but all your senses help towards the perception of taste, so texture, sound, touch, etc. And I'm sure sight plays a big part too. Oh, and the toppings. I just touched on the basics, so almonds, coconut, pistachios and raisins. But in some versions of the rice, they also use orange peel and even add cherries. Sol, you also mentioned adding pineapple pieces? Yes, that's correct. 
small pineapple pieces. Sounds nice. I do like tangy food, but as I've said before, I just stick to peeled almonds, raisins and coconut. What toppings do you guys like and what versions of sweet rice have you tried? Have you guys ever tried, as my kids call it, rainbow rice? Well, like I said before, I prefer it plain. But I have tried the multicolored ones and the yellow ones. And to be honest, to me, they taste pretty much the same. Your thoughts, so? I've only tried one kind, and that is with small pineapple pieces. I won't go out of my way, and it's okay. Same with me too. We don't have it that often, and I wouldn't go out of my way as well. Another interesting fact about sweet rice, or maybe any sweet dish from the Indian subcontinent, is that people will add jaggery or gur. Gur is a traditional cane sugar. People in the Indian subcontinent will use that as a replacement for regular or granulated sugar. While looking into this, I was reminded of a sweet that I used to eat a lot as a kid and absolutely loved. It's called ladu. I'm sure you guys have heard of that one. Yeah, I had it loads as a kid too. I think it's kind of died down over the years, as it's still available, but it's not as popular as it once was. I remember as a kid, if anyone got married, we got ladus. If anyone had a baby, we got ladus. Lol, I even knew a guy who was called Ludu. Well, that was his nickname anyway. But that's another story. How about you, Sol? Are you familiar with Ladus? Yes, and we tend to have Ladu mostly on Eid and weddings. It's my mother-in-law's staple sweet dish. She uses sugar and not gur. Well, I need your help on this. I always thought that Ladu was made from sweet rice and it was clumped into a round ball. But when I've searched online to try and find a reference, it doesn't mention Zarda, sweet rice or mite chawal. Do you guys know what Ladu is made from? Or did you think Ladu was made from sweet rice? Yeah, I know what you mean. They do taste quite similar, but the texture is different. And even though the taste is quite similar, it's not similar enough for me to think sweet rice is crumpled up and made into ladu lol. What's your thoughts, Sol? Yes, I can give you my mother-in-law's recipe. Would you like that, Niz? Yes, please. Well, here you go. Two cups of janaada flour, one cup warm water, four tablespoons of ghee, and two tablespoons of baking powder. Step one. Mix it all together. The batter should be runny enough to drop easily. Step two, fry it in a hot oil using a colander. Step three, make sugar syrup with one cup water and one cup sugar and heat it up. Step four, mix it all together. Step five, make it into a small bowl. And finally, step six, serve and enjoy. Don't worry, all this will be added onto our website, which is www. No such nonsense. Dot com. Yeah, check it out. The salt will be showing at you then. Yeah, no such nonsense. Dot com. <sighs> Thanks for that. I might have to give that a try. Moving on to the next sweet. After realizing they hadn't tried mite chawal before, I thought I would ask them if they knew about my favorite Indian sweet, which is jalebi, and no, they didn't. So I went out to the local Indian sweet center and purchased a 2.5 kg box of jalebi. Jalebi is an Indian subcontinent sweet snack. It is made from maida flour batter, which is then deep fried into a circular or coiled shape. This is then soaked in a sugar syrup. This can be eaten warm or cold, and in the majority of Delhi sweet centers, it is made fresh, and you can watch the chef frying and dunking the jalebi in the syrup. Have you guys ever heard of or tried jalebi? Yes, jalebi. I love it, and I hate eating it at the same time. Let me explain. It tastes yummy, but it's so damn messy, my hands always get sticky. 
as it's drenched in some sticky syrup. Does that also happen to you, Sol? Sticky yicky. Nah, had it years ago. I can't remember. I don't have it as much as it's really bad for people with diabetes. Oh, I had it recently and it is very sticky yicky. Now this was something new for the guys at work and they absolutely loved it. Looks like they have a sweet tooth. They like the sweet rice and now they like the jalebi too. They loved it so much, the next batch of jalebi we bought with the team's incentive money. Jalebi spans across North Africa, the Middle East and South Asia. It has several names spanning the separate regions, names such as Zubaya in Iran, Zlibia in North Africa, Jilapi in Bangladesh and a few others. Just as a side note, while looking into this and preparing the episode, I went to a wedding where my son and some of the guests were singing lyrics from a song called Jalebi Baby. I just found that funny and coincidental. Apparently, it's a remix of Justin Bieber's song, Yummy, with the song from a Bollywood movie called Jalebi Bai. The remix was called Yummy Jalebi, and it was initially released on social media such as TikTok and Instagram. Apparently, it was so popular that he released a new version that removed Yummy and extended his verse. He names the new song Jalebi Baby. It's by Tesha, and he also collaborates with Jason Derulo. Derulo. Thanks, Dims. Have you guys heard of or even listened to the song? Just crazy how I was looking into Jalebi, and then I heard a song about it at a wedding. No, I haven't. Sounds funny, though. Almost like an Asian take on Ice Ice Baby. Lol. Dims, how come you haven't heard it? It's everywhere. You can't escape it. It's gone viral. All thanks to TikTok. Think you're out of the game, bro. Can't believe I missed it. Well, I am more into hip-hop rather than pop songs. Just for you, Dims. Here you go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Baby, let me see it. I just want to eat it. Baby, let me see it. Wow, that's pretty damn catchy. It's like R&B more than a pop song. Now you guys tell me, lol. It's a catchy song. The song mentions a lot of sweet dishes I like from the Indian subcontinent. Dishes like Ras Malai and Pista Burfi. Another little secret of jalebi is having it with hot milk or rabri. Rabri is like condensed milk. So you put the jalebi in the hot milk and eat it with a spoon. This is stronger than a caffeine hit, so be careful. I've never tried it, but a friend of mine has, and he said he was hyper for hours. But he made the mistake of having it at night. Dims, Sol, have you guys had jalebi with hot milk? Yeah, quite a few times. I prefer it with warm milk. I think it softens the jalebi and the sugary taste. As sometimes jalebi can be way too sweet. I know it's supposed to be sweet, but sometimes it's like a sugar overload, and the milk definitely helps with that. How about you, Sol? Have you tried it with warm milk before? Unfortunately, not. Not even with warm milk. Sounds good. We'll pass that info to others to try it out. I think we've covered jalebi enough. There are other Asian desserts that I don't see on the menu that we make at home. Another favourite of mine is halwa, but there are many types of halwa. And the one I like is suji halwa. Guys, have you ever heard of or know about halwa? And do you know the different types? The one I know of is gajan halwa. It's made out of carrots and it's quite popular. Family makes halwa with dodi too. They, may, they also make it out of bread. Didn't try that though. And you, Dims, have you tried any specific halwa? Yes, I have tried halwa. Um, there are different types, but I'm not a fan, to be honest, of any type of halwa. But there are so many types. Looking on Wiki, halwa is very popular in South Asia, but does span across Europe, the Middle East, and North Africa. It is based on toasted semolina with local variations. The name has links through Romanian Yiddish, halwa, Ottoman Turkish, helva, and ultimately Arabic, halwa, which means sweet confection. According to Wiki, the dish originated in Persia, with the first reference to halwa appearing in the 7th century referring to a mixture of mashed dates with milk. Then, apparently by the 9th century, the term halva was used for numerous kinds of sweets, including the now familiar sweetened, cooked semolina or flour paste. I like the idea of mashed dates with milk. That almost sounds as if it would taste like jalebi with milk. I bet that gives one hell of an energy boost. Have you tried anything like that? Dates with milk or maybe porridge? You're right. Dates do give you an energy boost. But I haven't tried it with milk or porridge, nor do I have any desire to eat soggy dates, lol. So, are you into soggy dates? 
not specifically, but did try this during Ramadan. The one I had was like a snicker version of it. It contained a banana, milk, dates, oats, and peanut butter. We blend it all together to make a smoothie. What did you think of it, Ness? Mmm, tastes nice. I'm not a fan of peanut butter, but the rest sounds nice. Getting back to its origins, I did find another take on where it originated, according to the betterindia.com website. Halwa originated during the Ottoman Empire in the 16th century. A section on the site says, Back then, Suleiman, the 10th and longest reigning sultan of the empire, maintained a separate kitchen only for sweets, and halwa was one of them. This sweet Turkish delight was prepared by the halwa hanili, meaning confectioner, with three basic ingredients, starch, fat and sweetener. Ah, makes sense. Now now I know where Turkish delight is derived from. Interesting point, yeah. Comparing the information from the Better India website and wiki, wiki says the 7th century, but I guess that must be the different variations. And on this website, the Better India website, they must be talking about the halva consumed on the Indian subcontinent. The website does also say that the first reference to the nut-based halva can be traced back to the 12th century. And the first recorded recipe appears in a 13th century Arabic book, Kitab al-Tabiq, which translates to the Book of Dishes. Yes, you've become quite a story now, haven't you? Look quite deep into it. The book mentions eight varieties of halwa recipes. So this dish is popular across the globe and comes in many forms, but I really only know of a few types and the ones that I've tried. So the one that I like is semolina-based, but there is a flour-based one called atta halwa and a carrot-based one called gajar halwa, but I know it as gajrela. My favourite is suji halwa, which is made with semolina, butter or ghee, sugar and water. It's smooth, fluffy, soft, sweet and light. I've had the flour-based one and it is bland in comparison and the texture isn't right. I do like gajar halwa or gajrela, which is the carrot-based one, but it isn't my favourite. You can also find gajar halwa or gajrela at restaurants and takeaways. It is also served at special occasions like weddings. Some people also like to eat it with ice cream and it does make a nice combination. I've only really had it with vanilla ice cream. Some of the variations of halwa mentioned on the website were badam halwa, which is almond-based, never had that. Moong dal halwa, which is green gram bean, never had that. And pineapple halwa, and I've never had that. Dim sol. Which ones did you say you had tried? And have you tried any of the ones I've mentioned? So almond, green bean, or pineapple? Pineapple halwa? I didn't even know that was such a thing. Personally, I've tried semolina one with almonds and the carrot one, which I prefer slightly more. But like I said earlier, I'm not a fan of halwa. Not tried a pineapple one, green bean, or almond, but I have tried the carrot one with vanilla ice cream. Warm carrot halwa with cold ice cream does taste nice. So, if you are going to have halwa based on the one from the Indian subcontinent, then it is best eaten freshly cooked and warm. This is when it is smooth and fluffy, in my opinion anyway. If you do store it for another time, then it is best to reheat it to get the best taste. But that does depend on each individual's preference. You can also have many different toppings, and again, my favourites are raisins, soaked skinned halved almonds and coconut slices. I've not seen suji halwa on restaurant or sweet centre menus, but after introducing it to my work colleagues, I find they loved it and could be a good seller. Does that mean you're going to open up a halwa shop then, Niz? I think I smell a business opportunity. 
It's interesting how this one dish has spread so far and has such a long history across countries, continents and cultures. While reading about this on Wiki, it mentions a Greek version that is a traditional fasting food among the Greek Orthodox who have food restrictions. You then have an Iranian version where it is made with wheat flour, butter and flavoured with rose water. This is then spread thin on a plate till it dries into a paste. This is usually served at funerals and other formal ceremonies, often with almonds or coconut shavings. Do you guys link halwa to any special occasion? In my household, we serve it to guests at formal occasions like a birthday party or remembrance day. For me, it would be Friday, Eid, the weddings. That's all I can recall. Any special occasions for you, Dims, other than the ones I've just mentioned? For me, I relate to weddings. Like I just said, other than weddings. Well, that's what I relate to anyway. And here's why. Carrot halva, also known as gajar halva, is commonly used uh, as one sweet dish offering at most weddings. Usually with a dollop of ice cream, and it's quite tasty. You're right. Gajar halva is one of the more common desserts at weddings. And you're right, it's tasty. Which brings me nicely onto a less common one. It is very rare these days, and I crave it so much, but they don't make them at weddings like they used to. I guess times change and traditions and cultures move on. It used to be given as a treat at an Asian Mendi Ohina party. The Mendi Ohina party is a pre-wedding party where the guests celebrate the coming marriage by feeding a bite of this sweet snack to the groom and bride. It used to be dipped in some syrup, I think it was sugar mixed in water, and then given to the bride and groom. Guys, can you think of what I'm referring to? I know what a henna party is. It's also known as a mendi. But not sure what you're referring to in terms of a snack being dipped in the syrup. Any ideas, Sol? Is it soji, which is made out of semolina, ghee and milk, or cream and sugar? That's my guess. Yeah, we also serve suji as well, but what I'm talking about is called chilla or ata chilla. I tried to look up the name and its meaning in English, and I came up with some weird results. So chilla in Spanish is some derogatory slang used to describe the mistress or side chick, but I'm not translating it from Spanish. In South America, it describes a grey fox, again, not translating from South America. Translating it from Urdu to English, it means committed worship, and that doesn't really fit the bill with this one. So it looks like either I've got the name wrong, which I don't think is the case, so I must have the spelling incorrect, or it isn't that well known, and so you can't find any references to it. Just well, to let you know. Jabi, a jala is so dopey. That's true, but that doesn't describe what I'm talking about. Just to let you know, I was spelling it as jilla, C-H-I-L-L-A, or jila, C-H-E-E-L-A. Dims, so, do you know what I'm talking about now? I don't know what I do. I've tried to Google it. And the thing that shows up almost looks like a cross between a pancake and an omelette. Not sure if that's what you're referring to. Chilla is usually referred to 40 days in July, but that's not what we're referring to. But back to this topic. Sorry, I have no idea. I googled it too, and it came up with the same results. Well, Dims, yeah. Both of you use pancakes. That's what it does look like. And it's made from regular chapati flour, baking soda, and shukkar. Shukkar is a type of sweetener. So you could use sugar instead. You then fry it in ghee, which is a type of oil or butter. Just explaining shukar or jaggery powder a bit more. It is a traditional raw cane sugar from the Indian subcontinent and South Asia. 
It is mostly used in dishes from the Indian subcontinent in South Asia. It's also known as gur, and people use this as a replacement for regular or granulated sugar. Now, it took me a while, but I did come across one YouTube video about this, and the video's name is Pakistan Village Traditional Jilla Recipe. I think it explains exactly what I'm talking about, and I'll put a link to the video in the description and notes of the recipe on the website. Dim Sol. After watching the video, how does that sound? Or should I make some for you to try? Well, I may be open to trying it out, as long as it's not too oily. Though I can't guarantee I would like it, but you know I'd give you my honest opinion. Yeah, maybe we could do a taste test in a future episode. In fact, why don't you guys reach out on social media and let us know if this is something you would be interested in. If we get enough people wanting this, we'll get this in an apron and get him cooking this chila. So, have you seen the video yet? Seen the video? It looks good. Personally, never heard, tried or seen it before. I will give it a try, if you're intending to make it for us, Miss. I think I will have to make them, as I do like them. Now, I've asked my family about this, and they've said that it's mainly a village recipe and not something that you can find in sweet centres. And it's also mostly made at weddings, and this is maybe why it's not that well known. My wife said this was mainly a countryside wedding snack and isn't something that sherry people eat. Sherry people meaning city people. Now, when I search for chilla, there are many other variations. They are a type of pancake, and you can make it with egg, gram flour, corn flour, and I even saw one with green gram beans. They would also have different fillings or stuff that you can add to the mixture before cooking. It's most likely the one I've had isn't as common because it's from small countryside villages. So I've covered the dishes I wanted to go over, but are there any foods that you guys make at home that you don't really see at restaurants, takeaways or sweet centres? Hmm, not that I can think of, but then again, I don't cook. Don't know if Sol has any. I know of one, but I can't think of the name. A roti made out of rice flour, water and salt. It's like a pancake with lots of holes in it. I'm not seeing it in any restaurants. We tend to have it with a bowl of mango pulp. Well, we seem to have our common gelato dessert cafes, which seem to make the things we know and love, such as apple crumble, crepes, waffles, ice cream. But I think there is a market for Asian-style sweet centres where you can serve the sweet dishes we've discussed above. Dim Sol, do you know of any Asian versions of creams or Starbucks? I don't know any in particular. There are many tea places. So all these chai huts that are popping up, they do offer certain dessert varieties. Other than that, I think each of their own. For example, if you want donuts, you go to the donut guy. If you want waffles, you go to the waffle guy. If you want cupcakes, you go to the cupcake guy. For ice cream, oh, speaking of ice cream, so you would tell me about this ice cream shop. Do they just do ice cream or other desserts as well? Bro, there's too many ice cream shops. Yes, the ice cream shops do other desserts too, such as molten lava cake and different sort of churros too. Plus a lot of tea places that do breakfast and some do desserts like gulab jamun, cheesecake, Nutella wrap, made with paratha and so much more. I personally don't know all the different types of desserts available from the Indian subcontinent and there is so much more that I could try. Why don't you, the audience, let us know which desserts you like? It doesn't have to be from the Indian subcontinent. I absolutely love the primary school classic apple crumble and custard. Or, if you know of a sweet or dessert that isn't that well known, share your experience and we may air it on our next episode when you join us at the table. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you later. Bye bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.